Check one, two, check one, two, check one, two. Miami on the Rocks, Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest got a heavyweight in the nightlife scene here in Miami. He's been doing his thing, hustling for a minute. Miami Good Life, if you haven't heard of them, they're all over the city throwing some of the biggest events. Got my brother Harold in here. What's up, Pop? How so are you? My brother. you good? Bless, bless. Chilling? Yes, sir. You've been working for a minute, bro. You've definitely planted your flag in the city. Um, and, bro, you, you have been doing like parties on like the Latin side mixed with the hip hop, like the open format side for a minute. And, uh, bro, a lot of people know about your parties. A lot of people know about your brand. Um, first of all, talk to me, bro. Like, where are you from exactly? From Queens, New York, Flushing, Queens, New York. My family's from Cali, Colombia. Okay. I was born in Queens, New York. Okay. And I've been living in Miami about 13 years. And, and yeah, that's about yeah, that's, that's it. what's up, bro. So have you always done like nightlife? When did you, when did you get into this, bro? Like nightlife. I got into nightlife. I moved to Miami starting a new life after I got mm -hmm. caught up with all kinds of trouble. Mm -hmm. And I came to Miami starting fresh. I had no license. I didn't really have a good circle. Oh, you did like some pick up and move type shit to Miami? Yeah. Oh shit, start all the way over blank slate. All the way over everything. Damn. I, I just, I just, I was in a position in my life where I was kind of like, okay, everybody's looking down on me, there's negativity everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to just change the whole scene around and just, mm. and just change the whole picture. Switch it up. So. It wasn't looking good for me where I was at. I was living in Orlando, Florida. I got into a lot of trouble over there mm -hmm. with the law. Caught a DUI when I was 20 years old over there. Mm. And uh, it, got pretty, it got pretty shaky for me out there. Yeah. I lost my license for, for six years, from 20 to 26. Were you doing nightlife? And there was no Uber or Lyft back then. Yeah. Damn. So uh, I was just, I was in Orlando hustling. I was in barbershops. I was just hustling in restaurants. Were you I doing, doing like the whatever. hospitality nightlife thing over there? Like no, over no, there? I wasn't really. I, but I was, I was doing the hospitality, working in restaurants. But I was really like doing my own hospitality on the side. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> about it. And then I was working in a barber shop, and I was cutting hair, mm -hmm. and I was just in the streets too. And then I got, I got a little caught up, and then I came to Miami to start a new life, and when it was you, the best thing that ever happened to me. When you came here my, to Miami, did you have a plan of like, I'm gonna get into nightlife, or you kind of came here and was like, yo, let me figure it out while I'm here, and, or? I just knew I had, I just knew I was gonna, I, I just knew that the, I was not gonna be in the position that I was in. Like, I knew that that was not my place in life. Right. I knew that I could be surrounded by, by a lot, like the lifestyle that I wanted to really live. Yeah, like, you knew what to stay away from when you came yeah, over here. Yeah, so it's kind of like when I moved to Miami, it was like being born again. Mm. You know, it was kind of like, it was kind of like, okay, this is your fresh start. Yeah. Like you did this, you did that, you're, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, but you're in Miami now. And when I moved down, I was also super ripped. Mm. I was taking pictures. I was building a model portfolio. Mm. I was I was applying for castings for uh, for acting. I was doing all kinds of things because I I I lost a lot of weight from one year to another, and I got super ripped. And everybody was looking at me, and everybody was like, "Listen, bro, you got a really good look. Mm -hmm. You got a you got a good personality. You you know like you you should be doing big things in life. You shouldn't be stuck here in this yeah. little town with all these." People that are not yeah. doing you any good are looking down upon you, and 
you, you should just go to Miami and you see what, what it can lead. And, and I kind of came out here and I was doing whatever it took. And I started working in a restaurant okay. uh, at the Catalina, okay. 18 and Collins. And I just started working there as a waiter. And I was putting in them eight, 10 hour shifts. Mm -hmm. And then I started meeting people that worked in the nightlife. Mm -hmm. And one of the first person was his name was Greg, long hair Greg. He's a street promoter. Okay. And you know, I would see this guy every day hustling on Collins, and he was dressed. He was dressed up, always with fly girls and all that. And I was just this guy full of hunger mm -hmm. and with a six pack working at the restaurant. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, who's this guy with what all these girls? This was like 10, like 11, 12 years ago. Oh, shit. We were talking about yeah. like 2012, 2013 type shit. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so and I would see this guy and I was like, wow, this guy's living the life. And I'm over here slaving myself in a restaurant. Like, mm -hmm. like let me just, let me make some, let me start making some friends. Mm -hmm. And one day I was talking to Greg and Greg was like, listen, man, if like you got a good look, you're a people's person, you look like you could recruit girls, like you, you're great at what you do at this restaurant. Why don't you give my job and a try and come out with me? Come hustle the beach with me one day. Mm. And uh, what was the first club? What was the first one that you kind of did business with? Like the first club? It was Set Nightclub. Oh shit! Oh shit! That's crazy. Set Nightclub, which was the back. old, which which is with Mr. Jones's right, right now, but it was Set Nightclub. Right, and we'll touch on that right now. Just tell people your position at Jones right now. You're you're currently the head of um. I'm the head of promotions, the director of promotions. For the people that don't know Mr. Jones, yeah. that's one of the hottest bottle service clubs on South Beach right now. Um, Shout out to my brother, Waller, Bernard, G, all those people have been looking out. Victoria have been looking out for me for years. We've been working for years, so I got nothing but love for them. And throughout the pandemic, too, they always, always yeah. show love, so... Yeah, Shout bro, out I've to always Mr. seen Jones. you, and I've yeah. always seen your parties, and, and, you know, you stay in the gym, you look good, you know, you're not, uh, you know drug out like everyone else you know what i'm saying like you're focused on your grind and you've always had beautiful women at your parties bro at your tables whatever you're involved with what have you always had like that you know as far as you interacting with women and recruiting women and and, and it seems like you've you've you, you your company is very like female based like you have a lot of women in your network that that you pull from you know what i'm saying like have you always had that that personality that charm like how, how have you approached that, like, with the women? It's just the most powerful, one of the most powerful things in the city, all the women, man. That's so yeah, it's kind of like if you got the girls, you got the pretty women, everything else follows, you know? And I'm the type where I really come from nothing. So I, I'm never really, like, I've always had a pretty girl next to me. Right. This isn't <laughs> new for you, so you're not, yeah, like, I've chasing. Always, so, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my, my issue's always been, like, how, how can I get to the real bag? Mm. It was never really about an issue with girls or, or a girl or anything like that. that's where a lot of promoters make the mistake, right? They go into it wanting to get girls, not wanting to get the bag. Correct. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they look at it the other way. They're just into this world. They just want to get laid. They just want to have mm. fun. They just want to live at the moment. Me, I've always been focused on the bag, and I know how dangerous it can be if you fall for the wrong girl because mm. I've been there or you fall in the, into drugs or right. you get caught up. Mm. There's a lot of people that it's work in this, in this life. Bro, there's a lot of people that work in this industry. They get lost in the sauce. You know, that's they fact. have a drink here. They have a drink there. Now they start drinking every day. Now they want to do, now they want to do blow. Now they want to yeah. do Tusi. Now, mm. <laughs> now they want to see smoke Tusi weed. Sabes every Wednesday. Now, <laughs> a quick little plug. You know, but. Yeah. Hey, we can't mix. 
we can't mix with yeah. business with pleasure. Facts, <laughs> facts. Like, uh, Ducey Salve is a brand new party kicking off Wednesday, and it's all love. For those that think that it's going to be a crazy, wild party, it's not. It's just a sexy party full of beautiful women. Wednesday vibes. And it's a Latin vibes, and Ducey Salve means you do know. Talk about so, it. I'm going to be playing that um, uh, with Harold. Uh, we're starting next Wednesday. What... Talk about the vision for that party, bro, because we were just listening to music before we started recording. We were listening to Afro House, which was fire. And there's a lot of like dope tropical international vibes in Miami. That's what I think is beautiful about this city is, is you could really go international with it. What's your vision for that night on Wednesday? I feel like it's what the city's missing. I feel like a lot of these clubs out here, they're all focused on the hip hop and this and that. But I go to Colombia all the time. I go to Medellin, I go to Cali, I go wherever you go. And right now, the hot music right now is the house, the Latin, the reggaeton, the Bad Bunny, the, mm. the Anuel, the J Balvin. The, all these people are coming up. It's crazy how reggaeton has blown up. Yeah. Because when I first moved in the city and I was working at Club Live and I was and I had my fresh slow fade, everybody would be like, yo, where's this Puerto Rican kid from? Yeah. And, and they would make fun of me because I would listen to reggaeton. And they didn't and want would, none of that shit. They didn't the... want no reggaeton. Mm. And they would be like, who's this kid from Hialeah? And who's this kid? Mm. And I was like, you're going to see. We coming yeah. for you. Talk we coming it. for you. And now reggaeton is one of the biggest. Back Bunny was the biggest streaming it's, it's artist of, the, of yeah. 2023, So it's, it's huge right now. And it's crazy because a lot of people that I used to talk down on it and and not rock with it now they're just they're just huge fans of it yeah and they're dyeing their hair pink <laughs> and, their nails and now they want to and now they want to rock the big chains and they mm. want to do all that and it's cool but yo don't forget that that's not really you talk about it that's not talk really you it. people don't realize like my the girls run miami and it's miami is basically based off latin women bro so you got to keep them happy and a lot of times I think clubs with the trap music, it gets a little too stale. The, the energy in the room gets too slow and it like reggaeton, you got the Latin girls start moving and shit. It, it, it brings a certain energy to the party. You know, I love house music. I love reggaeton. I love all that. And we definitely need to bring that back. And Mr. Jones does not have any of that going on in any of their current nights. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that is exactly what is missing. Wednesday's a perfect day to do it so too. Wednesdays, Tusi Sabes, we're going to drop a bomb. Mm. We definitely gonna drop a bomb in there. Talk about some of um in 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 your 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 resume, Harold. Like you've you know you did a lot with Wall. You know what I'm saying. Talk about like the different clubs in the different eras. Like that wall, you've been a wall, part of. Wall, 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 wall was one of my all time favorite clubs. That was a that was Thursday. also that was a crazy. That was also the first people that believed in me, Nave and Nicola and all those people. Like they took me in. Like I was their son. They, they, they just like the kind of love and respect that those people gave me at a point where I was trying to level up was unreal. And back then I was working for Living Story and, and I was just a promoter mm. making two, three hundred bucks, whatever it took. And I was just hustling. I would do whatever it took. And Wall was one of the first people that like really reached out to me and put me in a position to be a boss and be a leader. And I will always thank them and I will always be grateful for that. It's sad that the pandemic happened. What happened to that? Like, what are they doing with that space? You know what I mean? Wall is, so from what I heard, Wall is a storage now at the W. Oh, shit. So there is no, no more nightclub. Damn. And I think that the owners and the guys from there just focused on their bars gotcha. and their restaurants and other venues. And they just didn't want to deal with all the stress. Gotcha. You know? 
Because it is a stressful environment when you're opening a nightclub and you're running a nightclub. It's On the pretty beach stressful. when your quotas are high and you got to meet those high. People don't realize, it's like, really stressful. if you're not making $40,000 yeah, a night, yeah. it's considered, like, a loss a lot. People think that clubs is just clubs. They don't know there's a whole mafia behind the scenes. There's a whole mafia and there's a king behind it all and there's yeah. the, there's bosses and there's all kinds of things going on and you just can't step on certain people's toes in the city. Mm. And sometimes the right thing to do when you want to open a club in the city is reach out to those people that are already killing it or yeah. already the dons and just literally ask them like, hey, how can I be a part of your movement? Because yeah. you really can't go against the biggest monsters on the beach. That's a fact. It's you can't really burn difficult. bridges too because you, you never know who you're going to end up reconnecting with. You know what and I'm saying? And you got like, clubs like that people that pulled out of, that have come down here from Vegas mm -hmm. and they've invested millions of dollars and they've had mm -hmm. the biggest artists and they they still they try to go against the big dogs on the mm. beach, mm. and they really can. They go mm. six seven months later, eight months later, they realize like Finished. shit, maybe this shit was not for me. Maybe this was not a good idea. You know what a, I'm a saying? A lot of so, people from Vegas and New York and those other markets, they think that they're gonna just come to Miami and implement their yeah, shit. Miami's a different animal. People, it's own it's its own country. It's its own world. Like. You know, people don't realize that. That's why so. I give my love and my respect to the Mr. Jones people because they they literally went against the grain when everybody else, when nobody thought that, when everybody else thought they were untouchable, Mr. Jones, out of nowhere, came, got extra creative, mm. and made it happen. They were the bro. We got to hold up. Yeah, yeah. let's let's give Mr. Jones their flowers because I feel like that was the, one of the first clubs where you would they took the bottle parades to the next level, bro. Thousand like, percent. Were coming from the ceiling and shit, like you never saw that on the beach before. Like. And it's crazy because that flying parade or the flying shows that they have, they've always been in there. Even when it was set nightclub, they had that in really? there, and they never used it. Oh shit! I didn't know that, bro. The, oh, so yeah. they, oh, they had like so a mechanic set up. So I give them mad props because there was like they seen the potential that right. I had. They seen everything that mm. that they could have done, and they did it. Yeah, and they pulled it off. That's fine. And they went against the grand. They went against the big dogs, and you know, like one way or another, they made it happen. So. Mad props, mad respect to them. And they just opened up the new Coco uh, restaurant, oh, yeah, which yeah. is inspired by the, the Coco Chanel in, in Design District. And that restaurant is booming too. That That's restaurant fine. is amazing. What some And my brother Mitchie is a part owner of that restaurant too, which I'm very proud of him. Fire. Because he was just a promoter just like me. He's been grinding mm -hmm. for years. And now he's owner, part owner of a restaurant. So That's fire. You got what you other know? what other eras um what other, I think you really developed your brand and your name from your Thursday party at Wall. Well, is there another party you could think of that really, like, you think, like, made I your I did brand? Wall Thursdays. I did Trap Kings at Mokai. I, oh, that's right. You had the Friday I had Bad Bunny drop. I had Bad Bunny drop a track. Seis Cubanas smoking hookah and Mokai. Talk your shit, Harold. Talk you know your shit. Saying? This is the podcast. So yeah, wait, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, break that down for people real quick. For the people that don't know, Harold did Fridays at Mokai. I turned and, it to and, Trap and King Fridays. That was like it the was first the first Latin reggaeton party, yeah. party at Mokai on Friday. 100. Bad Bunny pulls up like mad hidden and shit. Like he would yeah. pull up and you wouldn't even it know would it was there. Bad Bunny. And then fast forward, he comes out with an album. And what was the actual lyric where he said? He says, I'm in Mokai with six Cuban bad bitches smoking right. my hookah. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? So that that nobody really knew it was trafficking Friday, but they yeah. those that knew and those that were there on Fridays, That's they right. knew. I think those okay. So the wall on Thursday and Mokai on Friday. I think those Mokai the- Friday. Then I did Bloom on Sunday, which I did the first hip hop party in downtown Brickell. I remember with that with my partner Justice. Remember that we dropped the bomb there too. We had Jeezy, we had Rick Ross, we had the biggest artist. Mm. Um, then we had the first Latin night at Rockwell. Okay. Everything was rocking. Yeah, yeah. And then the pandemic hit. Shaked everything up. It shaked everything up. Looking back on the pandemic, like, do you feel like, because I feel like the pandemic, like, helped me in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like, how do you look back at the pandemic, like, in relation to your career? Do you think some of the things that happened? Because I feel like everything got shuffled around. Like, some people went over here, some people went over here, some clubs opened, some clubs Wait, when you're a hustler, you're going to figure it out. Talk about it. You're going to figure it. it out. Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And the pandemic definitely taught me a lot of lessons. I was in a position where I felt like I had already made it. I felt like... Humbled you. I felt like I had already made it. I was happy. I had a beautiful... I was... I, I was yeah, ready. You had, you had a short. You I was had running a, around in I was, Dubai, jumping I, out of airplanes. I, I, I saw on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was traveling the world. You know what I'm saying? I was ready to start a family. Harold was jumping out of airplanes with bad like, bitches in Dubai. I was like, yo, I'm taking my it. camera with me. I'm traveling the whole world. I'm taking my wifey. I'm taking my kids. Mm. I got Wall Thursdays. I got Mokai Friday. I got Rockwell Wednesdays. Like, it's mm. like, and I had a monster team. Mm. So it's like, no matter what, I was getting the bag. It was kind of like, you're not really making money unless you could be on vacation and making money. Like, mm, unless you could be in your sleep and making money. That's you real. know what I'm saying? So I was like, Literally, slowly but surely, planting those seeds, and I felt like I was in a position where I was like, okay, like, who's gonna, who can knock me off of this where I'm at right now? You know, like, I worked hard for everything I got, and I don't know where the pandemic came and literally just shut everything down, you know? But talking, to, talking about the pandemic, I done built the whole food boat that, that, with my no, bare what, hands. Bro, with my hold bare on, hold hands. On, this is what I wanted to, this, is, this is what I was getting <laughs> so at. So it's kind of like. This is what I'm getting at. Because uh, when the pandemic hit, you noticed, you, you found out who the hustlers were, what everyone pivoted to, and what everyone shifted to when nightlife closed. And I peeped Harold's. I was like, all right, let's see what Harold's doing, bro. You was, you was selling, you, you had basically like a food truck in the water. It was like a food boat. And people would pull up in the jet skis and shit and order your food and shit. Talk about that little business that you Yeah, did. because my dream has always been, because I was, you know, I'm Colombian from Queens. So I've always been, and my family's big on cooking. Mm-hmm. So my aunt that just passed away, R.I.P., Luzmila, love her to death. Mm-hmm. She was my empanada plug. And my mom's always been my plug too for cooking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But my mom lives far away, but I have my aunt that lives out here. And my aunt makes killer empanadas. So, like, empanadas that you taste them and you be like, bro, I'm going to break my diet with these. Like, I could have, like, 10 of these things. Yeah. Like, amazing tasting empanadas with the ahi, with the, with the aguacate, with everything, right. you know? And, and so I've always wanted to open up, like, a bakery slash restaurant selling my family's empanadas and selling what they already know how to cook. So I always had that, that, that idea in my head. And then when the pandemic came... I had some money saved up, and I felt like I had the right team, the right girl, the right everything. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe this is our time to get extra creative and invest into our, our restaurant business and do something different. And that's when I invested in my business, and I, and I, and I started Mr. Munchies on the Water. What made you think of the, the boat water concept? Because when I, when I first moved to Miami... I bought a jet ski and I was always in jet skis cruising around all the Miami islands. Mm-hmm. And every time I would go to an island, I was like, yo, I'm thirsty. 
nowhere to get food. And there's nowhere I could get water. There's nowhere. And I was like, yo, in my head, I was like, yo, I'll pay someone $10, $20 for a bottle of water right now or some food. And it's kind of like you really, you really didn't have nowhere to go. So there was only like haul over every now and then, mm-hmm. and they had like these food bowls, but they weren't really like it. It looked, it looked, it looked kind of yeah, grimy. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that clean. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I, like I thought something like, yo, I could open up like the next McDonald's on the water, mm. you know. And that's when I came up with Mr. Munchies on the water. And you built that shit from hand. And I built that. I bought a boat that was fully licensed, and I bought it for thirty five k. Mm-hmm. And it was licensed and it was already situated, like planted. So I was kind of like, I bought into a business that was already established. Mm. And then and then the person I bought it from kind of told me, it was like, yo, if you buy this business, I'll rock with you until you, till you spread your wings and you're flying. Mm. So I was kind of like, well, that's kind of like a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah I buy this. I, I buy the old man. I'm yeah, buying a mentor. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, it's kind of like a no-brainer. I was like, yo, I was like. I saw the opportunity, so I would go to these islands in my jet ski, and I would see that there were like there wasn't many places that I could purchase stuff from. So then I was kind of like, "Yo, this is an amazing business. If I could somehow figure out a way to put, you know, little food boats all around this area, and making it a, a, like a, my goal was to build a franchise. Yeah, you know, if I could build something like that, I was like, I was like, that's it. Like, this could be it for me. Yeah, you know, and and I did it. But when I started that business. The person that I was with was not about that business. The person that I was with was about Miami good life, the flashy lifestyle, the you girls. know, the Don Perignon, the yeah, Ace of Spades, yeah. the Rolls Royces, the yachts, you know, the flashy lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really about putting in the 10 grind. hours, yeah, yeah. the grind, but I come from the grind. So I come from, from a place where I don't. I don't care what I got to do as long as, long, as, long as I'm making Yorker, money. Bro, that's how yeah, I'm from yeah. New York. As long yeah. as I'm making money, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. I'll shovel shit for the right price, to yeah. be honest with Talk you. Like, it. I work hard. Like, I'll mm-hmm. grind. Like, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever it takes as long as I'm getting the bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, when I started that business, my relationship went downhill. Things got rocky. And I was kind of like doing that business, but I wasn't happy. And I was clearing really good money. Every weekend and on the weekends, like really good money where I could say I would make $10,000 on a weekend working three nights a weekend. But I was miserable because I was working 12, 13, 14 hours and I didn't have a partner and I wasn't in the nightlife scene yeah. and I was no longer this flashy guy, mm. you know, like in the scene. So, yeah, it's kind of like I went, I went from being this flashy guy in the nightclub, yo, bottles here, yeah. bring these bitches over here, you know, this guy, this celebrity just walked in, this and that, you know, being the 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 the, the head nigga in charge, the being mm. the commander and being this guy with all this status and, and love and respect to, to just being in this kitchen where I had to make pan con biste yeah. and I had to prepare the ceviche for the night before Damn. and prepare the sauces and do all this. But yo, I was making 10 bands. Yeah. So I was like, yo, whatever it takes. But deep down inside, I was not happy. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not happy, then what is it worth? Yeah, exactly. And there goes to show that I understand what people what people mean now. It's kind of like you can have all the money in the world, but it's kind of like if you're empty inside and you don't really have a partner and you don't really have no one to share it with and you're not really happy, mm. then what is it worth that's a if fact. you have all the money in the world? That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that's that's when I experienced because I it's not like I've I've had all this money or I kicked up and and I'm a baller or or I've been super successful and I'm rich. No, but I can tell you I know what it is to 
work really hard, like make grind, good grind. money, yeah. grind really hard, but literally be like full of depression inside yeah. and not be happy internally. Mm. Damn, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I wasn't happy internally. So uh, when the pandemic started slowing down and everything started coming back into place. You got your identity back going back to the club. Yeah, it was more like, about like my brother Justice reached out to me and he was kind of like, bro, you ready? Mm. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, bro, I got something for you. I got something for you. Like, What was the first spot you guys did after the pandemic? Was it Bloom? No. No, so, so my brother B-Flow hits me up and B-Flow's like really close friends with Scion. Mm -hmm. And B-Flow was like, yo, I got something for you, my nigga. Like, I got this club. Scion owns it. He's like, I'm the owner too. I run this shit. Bro, whatever you want. Just whatever deal you want to tell them, whatever money you want to tell them to give you, they're going to give it to you because they need your help. They need right. someone like you. And they, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're willing to pay the bag as long as you can make it happen. So I was like, look, bro, I'm down to go check out this place. But I don't know, bro. Like, I, I'm, I've been all, I've been out the game for like a year now. Mm. I don't know. Like, I haven't really, like, tapped yeah. into my sources. I'm doing this food boat now. I'm kind of, like, situated here. I don't know. And then, uh, and then things started slowing down with the food boat. And then my boy set up the meeting with the owner of MA Nightclub. Mm. And, and that was my comeback from the, from the pandemic. That's right. That's right. So when MA, so when MA Nightclub, when MA Nightclub uh, popped up in the scene, I, I sat with the owner. And I kind of I told him, you know, when they gave me the address, 1826 Collins, I was like, oh, oh, oh. I was <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> yeah, yo, they've been they've been calling me from there like for like a couple years now, bro. Who's ever whoever's gone in there has not been able to pull it off. Yeah. So B Flow, are you sure these people got the bag? Because if they got the bag, I can pull it off. But they don't got the bag. Yeah. I can't pull it off, bro. I, I'm not yeah. gonna go work at a place, that place where I'm gonna have really... money issues or the checks not really gonna be yeah, there. Yeah. And I'm starting to look janky with these other people in town, and mm. people are gonna be like, "Is Harold really gonna pay us?" Mm. So I was like, "If my money's on point, you know I can make it happen." And he knew. Mm -hmm. And he knew. And then that's when uh, that's when I sat down with the owner. I negotiated a good deal. I called on my brother Justice. I was like, "Yo, I think I got something really good for us." And me and Justice got really creative. We came up with the name Glasshouse. We started off with Glasshouse Wednesdays. We knocked that one out the park. It was like the that. name alone killed it. Yeah, the name that. alone attracted mad people. That's a, that's a risky spot too, because there's nothing. That's not like a club. That's not like yeah. That address has never been known for anything really. Yeah, like, but we killed it there yeah, from yeah. our first day. We started killing it. We had DJ Don Hot, which is one of the one of the yeah, top, which is a, one top. of the top beasts on the beach right now. You know, top DJs and besides my dog yeah. KC nah, Chops. You know what I'm it. saying? What song? Yeah. First of all, plug your social media for everybody listening. So, so my social media is Harold MGL. Okay. MGL stands for Miami Good Life, and my company Instagram is Miami GL. Okay. And I also have MGL Rentals, which is where that's where I post all the rentals and stuff that I do. That's right. You, Miami you, Good Life. Like more, all Miami Good Life is kind of like a full lifestyle blown company, mm. you know, where we, you know, we post all the dope content and we give everybody their credit. Yeah. So if you're dope, you hot, you're, you sexy, you're, you popping, you're on the Miami Go Life page. And if you're from out of town, uh, like you said, Harold could get you plugged in with the jet skis, with the Airbnbs, with the with the with the with the with the clubs, whatever you need. He's your one stop shop. So I know a lot of people do it in Miami, but those that have experience, the Miami Go Life experience, they don't go back. 
You know, they, <laughs> they have experience. They've done private parties with me. They've rented yachts for me. They've done all kinds of events with me. They've done. They book tables with me. Like I treat my people different. I treat everybody like we family. I give everybody a chance. Mm. That's the difference. I don't consider myself better than nobody else. I give everybody a chance. Now if I give you that chance and I give you that open door and you fuck and you up fuck with me. You trust up or you do. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. I won't look at you the same. Yeah. That's real. I'll still be cool with you, cool, yeah. but like we ain't the same. Yeah. It's business is business, bro. Yeah, I gave you a chance. I gave you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the way I am. Real quick, what's the um what's the vision for the future of, of Miami Good Life? We got this party at Mr. Jones starting next Wednesday, Tusi Sabe. Um, what else you got cooking? In? I'm done, I'm done burning through money. I'm done burning through the lifestyle. I just want to crazy you say that because that's my goal this year is to not because last year I made mad bread, but I also spent mad bread. So yeah. this year I'm like trying to just not yeah, because, let shit bro, pull because me. we come from the bottom. So we want to live a good life. Talk about so it. So we, we, we come up a little bit. We want to treat ourselves good. We want to go on vacation. We want to feel good. You know what I'm saying? We, we work wanna, hard. We work hard to live this life. You know what I'm saying? So it's normal. My goal this year or my goal for Miami Good Life is literally like stop blowing the bag, stop wasting time, be more focused. Invest, stack there the bag. Like all I want to do is invest. I got, I got, I got. Um, I don't want to talk too much, but real estate. Talk about it. Forex trading, all it. that. I got a couple friends that are caked up. Talk about. And it. I would have been there with them, and I missed the train a couple times mm. because I didn't have the bag. Like I was supposed mm. to have it. Got you. <laughs> you what know else? what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to miss the next, the next train. train. No, that's me too, bro. I'll I, tell you that much. I missed the crypto yeah. wave. Don't, I'm going to be ready. I'm now. not going to miss the next train. I'll tell you that much. And and I do plan on starting a clothing line. Dope. Uh, I don't plan on giving up with Miami Good Life anytime soon. Uh, I think I'm. I think that brand is built in me. Like It's like it's something that I'm going to take with me to the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that believe in me, I appreciate you. I thank you, and I will never let you down. Where do you see the future of yeah. um, of Miami nightlife going? Uh, it's hard to call, but I don't plan on being in in a club very long. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't plan on being that worker very long. If anything, I'll probably invest into a place myself. I was gonna say, is that an aspiration to own? Yeah. Some- I'll probably invest into a place myself, but I don't want to be there every day. Gotcha. I really want to live. Be Dave Grutman and be like in Brazil and shit. While no, he, no, I don't even want to be Dave Grutman because I give mad props and mad respect to Dave Grutman because he's in his venues every day. Yeah. Every day. He's at Swan, he's at Komodo, he's at Live, he's at Story. He's a hustler. He's a hardworking motherfucker and you got to give him his credit. Hell yeah. And he's, he's the... He's the He's the king of Miami. <laughs> yeah, he's the mayor, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, and you got to give credit when credit is due. You know what I'm saying? But like, how do you like? Um, because you you did you was doing pillows in Winwood, and that's something where I look at you. You're more of like a beach guy. You know what I'm saying? High end clientele, yeah. beach, and then you doing Winwood was something new for me to see you doing Winwood. You know what is the comparison between the beach and Winwood? Like, how do you compare the vibes? Uh, uh, do you like Winwood or do you? I like Winwood. Uh, it's it's definitely another caliber. Right. It's more, uh, but I rock, I, I, I fucks with pillows. I like pillows. Mm-hmm. They've been good to me. Mm-hmm. They're corporate. Mm-hmm. They cut the check. Talk about it. 
You know what I'm saying? They cut it. They cut the check. You made you made you made that first round. A lot of those promoters yo, got they cut the out. Check. I saw yo Harold survived that promoter cut. You must have, you know what I mean? They cut the check. They don't, you know, they're corporate and they they appreciate hard workers. And right. that's one thing that I'll do. Right. Is I'll work hard. Is it, so is it, I, it like I don't like like I, I've always been considered as one of the hardest workers in the room. Mm. So it's kind of like if you hire me or you bring me up, be a part of your team. They know the ship's not gonna sink anytime soon. Talk about it. That's real. And I could talk my shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause my ship's not gonna sink anytime soon. You know what I mean? It's not sinking anytime fucking soon. And that's one thing about me. Like I'll do whatever the fuck it takes. So uh, I've I've been in clubs where I've played the busser role. I played the waitress role. I played the manager role. I played the promoter role. At the end of the day, I've made it happen. The client leaves happy. Club makes money. Yeah, it all works out. And, but, and the, like for the people listening, like there's a lot of promoters out here like doing their thing. But trust me when I tell you, Harold got the girls, bro. Harold got the most beautiful women like at his table. He does a like if 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 I'm ranking these promoters by like the women, Harold is top, bro. Um, you're, you're top. You're top too, bro. I don't know any any other promoter that has beautiful Colombian, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Dominican women around them. You know what I'm saying? You're on point. You go to the gym. You know you're not a thirst ball. You know I could tell women are comfortable around you, and and that goes a long way, bro. You know that goes a long way. Um, Miami Good Life. Make sure you follow them. Tusi Sabes every Wednesday. Mr. Jones. I'm whether gonna... whether we post this shit or not. One way or another, me and my brother Casey Childs, oh, we're building. Gonna get, we're building. We're gonna bro. get to the bag. We're building, bro. And I got mad love, mad respect yo, for you, my nigga. Love, bro. Keep doing love, what you're doing, love, my nigga. Love, yo. Don't stop, my That's nigga. That's a real one. Harold's a real one, bro. You know what you're I'm gonna saying, see a lot nigga? of us in the future. Trust real me. Shit. And wow. you're you're one of the you're one of the swaggiest white boys shit. on the beach in Miami, my nigga. Ain't that no other white Spanish. You could go ahead and talk your shit, nigga. Yeah, I'm gonna talk my shit. There's no other. <laughs> there's no white DJ that survived on the beach. There's no white DJ out here. I'm the only one. That survived because I got a little bop, you know. But I appreciate you guys. Real shit. There it is. Real shit, my nigga. Yeah. Mad love and mad respect. Dude.